0: this is bariatric life podcast with amanda and chris we are not doctors nor have we ever played one on tv please follow your doctor's advice we are expressing our own opinions you can always reach us on instagram at bariatric life podcast or on amanda's instagram at amandas vsg thanks for listening check out the show Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda.
1: And this is Chris.
0: And today we are talking to Nikki. Hi Nikki. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Give us your Instagram handle. I am the
2: underscore sleeved underscore diet. That's not me. (laughs) 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 I'm like reading something at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) The underscore sleeved underscore stagehand. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> as long as I'm not reading and talking at the same time, then we can. <laughs> That's a hard skill. I could not.
1: <laughs> it is very difficult. I, I mess that up at least three or four times a day in conference yes. calls, and I I get some of the weirdest reactions, and I just have to look in the into the camera and go, "I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention."
2: I do it all day, every day, and I work in banking, so I'm reading someone's account and trying to talk to them about something else at the same time. Words that are not words
0: come out.
1: (laughs) The words and the sentence making is very hard.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you are comfortable sharing, what was your highest weight? So my highest weight was, that I recorded,
2: was 480. Wow. And where are you now? I am down, well, (laughs) as of recorded on... I did just weigh myself on the first, was down to 414. And Word. do you
0: have a goal weight in mind?
2: That's where it is slightly different. I know, personally, I have no interest in ever being thin. Uh-huh. And I like to lift weights. I've always liked lifting weights. So I know I will always be heavier than what a goal weight would be. Uh So my goal weight is not numbered. (laughs) My goal weight is to go to Disney World and ride every ride. Oh, that's a great goal. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I have not been able to ride a roller coaster because of my size since... want to say the end of middle school maybe I could fit on a few like my freshman year of high school ever since then I was too big and it was I tried and they always have to try and push and push and then they escort you off and then have you have you had your surgery yet Uh I did I had surgery on July 1st oh wow so yeah
0: very
2: recent yeah yeah just a month post-op how's it going for you I feel like I'm almost frustratingly normal
0: (laughs) yeah that's how I felt too
2: like the only
0: way I can
2: tell I had surgery at all is when I eat something the amount I can eat (laughs) is so small other than that I wouldn't know I had surgery
0: yeah So there were no complications or anything like that? I had no comp I had no gas pains.
2: I hear people talk about incision pain. I had no incision pain. I want to say the first two or three days once I came home, I was really sleepy. Yeah. Like I was so tired. I couldn't function. And even once I started feeling normal again. I had so much energy, but for a really short time, and then I was exhausted again. Yeah. Other than that, and even that only <laughs> lasted like a week. And then I can't tell the difference. I had surgery on the first and by the I think it was the eighth or ninth, I went out to the woods and I was hiking. That's awesome. Wow. I had no issues, no complications. No discomfort. I even went and seen my primary care doctor on the eighteenth for my two week post op, and she's like, "You're unusually fine."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a a good problem to have, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what made you choose the sleeve? I'm assuming you had the sleeve. basically. On- I did
2: have the sleeve. Yeah.
0: Um for a long time I had the
2: same ideas and stigmas in my mind of what bariatric surgery was. Uh-huh. And I was very wrong. <laughs> I always heard it's the easy way out, it's cheating, you're doing this, you're doing that. But I've seen several people who were close to me who have had it recently and it's like okay, I see you doing well. I have questions. Yes. Like, and there were several people even that I didn't know very well that I approached that I asked, I was like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I don't understand. Can I ask you questions? And they were very open, very honest, answering any question that, It's not the easy way out. It's actually really, really hard. And then I started really kind of looking more into it and researching it about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And I joined tons and tons of support groups on Facebook because I wanted to know personal firsthand experiences uh-huh. from a lot of people right and not just the three and four that i knew and after seeing so many experiences i'm like okay maybe this is actually really an option yeah and then looking into statistics on it and figuring out i'm not alone <laughs> that i've never been Like a really unhealthy eater. Even friends who have always been thin have commented on how I never really eat that unhealthy. Why am I the size that I am? Uh And that I have friends significantly smaller and by BMI standards, they're much healthier than me, but I'm significantly more active. And then I can go out hiking up in the mountains with friends. We can go down trails. I usually have to stop and wait to let them catch up, take a (laughs) breath, whatever you need. Let me know and we'll chill out. Yeah. But then when I'm by myself, I'm not taking those breaks. Yeah. So it's like there is something missing. So looking at different doctors and looking at research and finding out there's a lot more to obesity than just eating pizza on the couch every day, all day. So that's when my final breaking point was this past October. I went on some, a vacation with a friend who, who is also significantly smaller than me, but. She's also heavy. And she made some comments that made me question like, is this how you see me? Yeah. That I never heard from close friends. And all of a sudden she's like trying to be nice about it, but they were very underhanded comments. Yeah. That surprised me. And then... We were going to on vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and just exploring different museums and just going on an adventure. And we were stopping on the way there at uh, Mammoth Cave. And I said, a few months earlier, I went on a road trip with family, but the road trip portion, I was alone. So I stopped at Mammoth Cave, but I don't want to do this on my own, mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So we we're going to stop and we're going to go as friends and let's just go explore. And we were there several hours before our tour. So we thought this is going to be great. We're just going to like hike the trails around the caves, find what we can find and intentionally get lost.
1: Yeah, just kind of be around on your own.
2: Exactly. See what kind of random wild animals we can find here that we don't see at home. Yeah. (laughs) And it was normal that we, she couldn't breathe very much. It's, she's not necessarily a hiker and I am. So we took a few breaths, sat in the, in a sticks a few times and we caught up and eventually went to the cave and we went to on our tour. And once we go down into the cave, i was too big to fit through the pathways yeah so we had to turn around and come back and at one point we were walking up the stairs to actually come out of the cave and we had to have a separate guide come with us to escort us back out the entrance and he was behind me and at one point the cave kind of jutted out a little bit and my hip was hitting it that I couldn't get past it to get back up the stairs and I said I have to go down on one knee to slide my hip under it so that I can get up again and finish going up the stairs and he even made a comment well if you can't get up it's okay we can get some equipment to help you get out and I'm like this is like my worst nightmare yeah that there even suggesting that they have to get equipment to help me get out of a cave that not only normal size people, but even slightly heavy people have no problem walking this. Right. So we got out of the cave and the rest of our entire trip, my friend kept turning to me, even when we went on another hike in the mountains, are you okay? Can do you think you can do this one maybe we should just go back to the car yeah and i was just like this is the worst trip i have ever been on and that was my breaking point yeah i came home and as soon as i got home i know the support groups i've seen so many people say how their insurance company denied them they paid went through all these jumps through the, all these hoops They have all these restrictions. They paid all these monies, all this money for these tests and they're still denied and they have no other options. And then I started seeing some people saying they went around it and they went to Mexico. Yeah. So I researched what's the price to go to Mexico? Because in my mind, I don't want to try for something and be turned down and think i have no options right so my goal was i want to plan for what i thought would be the worst before I even attempt for the best mm-hmm. so i researched what's the price to go to mexico how much should i be saving and i saved as much as i could that i could pay cash and go right now Once I saved up enough and pulled from my savings and I can pay for everything right now, then I called my insurance company to see what kind of coverage do I have. Can I see even, even just a dietitian just as prep? If I go to Mexico, do I have any kind of aftercare when I come back through my insurance? Mm Mm-hmm. And they told me, no, nothing is covered at all. That with the plan that I have through my work, there is nothing covered. I cannot talk to a dietitian. I cannot meet with anyone. There is no help at all. They cannot do anything. So I figured I still wanted to try. So I reached out to...
1: Are you there? You still there? Uh-oh, I think we lost her. Oh,
0: oh wait, there she is. Are you there? Are you there?
1: Hey!
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> a I truck tried went to get worried. <laughs> so
0: reached, I,
2: you reached I, went to a fr- I reached out to a friend that she was about the same starting size as I was. Then I wanted to know what surgeon did she go through. Just because I see so many people that their starting weight is usually about a goal. What would be a goal weight for me. Uh And that made me nervous that I'm almost twice their size. I still don't know if this is even an option for me. So since she was about my starting size and in about a year, she lost about 200 pounds. Wow. And I was like, she looks great she's doing amazing. Who was your surgeon? (laughs) And my primary care doctor recently retired. So I had to change primaries anyway. So I reached out to a primary care doctor that was covered in my insurance that was in the same hospital as the surgeon I was looking to go to so that they could be in the same place. Uh Uh-huh. So, I went to this primary care doctor and explained to her that this is what I want. There is no maybe. I'm having surgery. It's a done deal. But my insurance told me that I have no coverage. Is there a way as a doctor? Can she get around it? Like, if she says that it's medically necessary, is there a way around it? Mm -hmm. So, she made up a a whole folder. About why she's saying that it's medically necessary. She put in all my charts that. On paper. If you just don't look at. My weight. She says. There's no reason I should be the size that I am. Yeah. And I have never had any sort of health problems. I've had no issues of any kind. But looking at my family history, that if it's not taken care of quickly, I am going to have health problems. Right. So she put it through, she put it through, put a referral into the surgeon that I was looking for. I talked to the bariatric clinic and they told me it's not a problem. They're going to bring me in. They're going to put through everything through insurance and they've had it approved before. So I had to wait about three months And just the day before my appointment to go have the consultation with the surgeon, the surgeon's office called and said they actually contacted my insurance company to make sure that I have any sort of benefits. And they agreed that I don't have any kind of coverage and I have no benefits. And the surgery is too expensive that they don't allow self-pay. Wow. That's
0: bullshit.
2: Yep. After three months of, I might have a chance. Yeah. They called me the day before and said, because I have no benefits, there's nothing they can do. They don't allow self-pay. So they're canceling my appointment and they cannot communicate with me at all. Wow. So everything was canceled, closed down. That was the end of it. (laughs) So I decided after hearing what everybody says their insurance requirements are and different doctors requirements are, I decided I'm kind of go, going around insurance and I'm following similar requirements, but on my own. Yeah. So I got a therapist and I started seeing a therapist the beginning of the year so that I knew I had roughly about six months. Before I would even have surgery. I started. Kind of seeing a virtual. Dietitian and getting information. And researching. Different surgeons. And clinics in Mexico. I found one. That I really liked. I was still iffy on. What surgeon to go to. Just because. So many people that I see. Are their starting weight is like half my size. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm almost 500 pounds. I still don't see where I don't see anyone that looks like me having the surgery. So I posted in a support group that's just for people that have surgery in Mexico and asked, has anybody been around my size that's had surgery? Can you give me any sort of input? How was your experience? Did you have complications? Who was your surgeon? And a girl had reached out to me that she had surgery three days after Christmas, that she her starting weight was actually almost five hundred and fifty pounds. And by the time she had surgery, she lost about seventy. And now she's down like 250 pounds. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And she said, she she called me on the phone. We sat on the phone for a little while. And she explained her entire experience. She talked about how great the surgeon was, how great the clinic was. And I was like, this is my surgeon. (laughs) There's no maybe about it. This is my surgeon. Where did you go? I went to a slimmer me in Tijuana.
0: And how, what was that experience like
2: now that I've seen the, the care and the kind of experience that people get here in the States versus what I experienced there. If I really realized that and actually understood the difference, I never would have attempted in the States. I would have just gone to Mexico. Yeah. The difference I think is just night and day. The bedside manner is amazing. Everyone was so kind. And I've never had an experience with any sort of doctor or nurse that doesn't look at you. And they're immediately judgmental. Right. And going there, I never experienced that.
0: I went to Mexico too and... It, because my my insurance didn't cover it and mm-hmm. had the greatest experience there like I went to a, a different part of Mexico but um yeah the care was unbelievable
1: yeah i've I've had some dealings with through through clients that I've had over the years in in my industry several of them have been, doctors' offices, medical providers. And and I got a a glimpse of how the insurance industry works. Mm -hmm. And it honestly, it just pisses me off. Yes. The insurance companies, more often than not, they dictate to the providers, this is what we'll cover, this is what we won't cover this is what you can charge. This is what we will pay you for. And 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 the fact that you said you, know, you had a provider that wouldn't allow self-pay. Yeah. So, like, you walk in there and you've got a cashier's check for X amount of whatever it's going to be, you know, tax, tag, and title, they wouldn't take your money? Like, yep. that's just it pisses me off yeah. <laughs> like a lot yeah
2: i've even had several friends who are nurses and in the healthcare and i've had to specify several times that i hate hospitals i hate going to a see doctor yeah. and i told them it has nothing to do with you i'm sure you're great it has nothing to do with doctors or nurses i hate it because insurance companies and hospital administration yep. has so much control that they don't allow you to be a doctor or nurse. Yeah, They don't allow you to actually care for someone. If it's not financially benefiting them, they would rather have a nurse let a patient die because that is cheaper.
1: Right. It's cheaper to settle out of court and, and reach a, a cash settlement than it is to actually provide the care. Yes. By the time you factor in, you know, malpractice insurance and all this other bullshit, it's, well, you know what? What can we do to kind of make this this go away? Yeah. And that's just a and it's as like a this messed life... up way to to run a, a an industry that is supposed to provide for the well being and health of of people.
2: Yeah, and to look at someone's life as Dollar this isn't cent. valuable enough. They don't put enough dollars in my pocket, so we're gonna let this life go. Yeah,
1: because you know if it was somebody. You know, whoever was making that decision—if it was somebody related to them—then there, there's no cost too high to, yes. to
0: that life. Yes. So I'm really impressed and intrigued in your decision to see the dietitian beforehand and the psych, or to do therapy beforehand. Mm-hmm. Did you find that that was helpful for you? I'd
2: say the dietitian was not so much helpful just because I kind of experienced the same thing when I met with the dietitian that I have meeting at other healthcare. It's, well, you're big, so move more, eat less. Right. <laughs> and that, basically that was, I, I seen her.
0: Uh-oh. You disappeared you again. You disappeared
1: again. Are you there?
2: Don't die.
1: Don't
0: cut off Lou Bueller. I wonder if it's recording us the whole time. Probably.
1: Oh, are you there?
2: I'm
0: there. Hey, there she is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm there. Yeah, the three times I met with her, it was the only thing that was going over was eat less. You'll lose weight. Move more. You'll lose weight.
0: And it was like. like How much more can you move? You already hike all the time. Right. Exactly. I I wrote
2: down everything I ate for an entire month. And I brought in my book that shows this is exactly what I ate. When I licked a spoon, I wrote down, I licked a spoon. (laughs) Every workout I did is tracked on my watch that I both have it recorded on the app. And I wrote it in the book. Yeah. So, looking at this, what do I have to do differently then? Right. And she basically just kind of ran through it and said, just eat less, move more. (laughs) And it's like, we're not getting anywhere. But seeing a therapist, and I have continued to see her, I still see her now, that has helped working through not necessarily my weight issues, but more mental issues. Uh Mm Uh-huh. That I think are helping me not get so stressed out and immediately think I only lost a half a pound this day today and a few days ago I lost two pounds. So if today I only lost a half pound, I failed. Right. And that's where my mind goes. Yeah. So seeing a therapist, that has helped to so not immediately go to, I failed, I give up.
0: Right. Now, I know it's only been a month, but have you experienced buyer's remorse at all?
2: Not at all, no.
0: I think one big
2: difference with me not having any kind of buyer remorse is because I never did experience any sort of pain. I never had any sort of discomfort. I hear so many people saying about how that first week or two, they have so much gas pain. I never had any gas pain at all. Yeah. So I think because I never had that, I never had any sort of discomfort at all. My only discomfort I had the entire time was I have back issues because I was a hairstylist for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And standing on concrete floors for 10, 12 hours a day in unsupportive shoes. I've got back problems that I never really dealt with and going from pain in my back and constantly moving to suddenly two days kind of waddling around a hospital and laying in a hospital bed. Yeah. My back was in so much pain while I was in Mexico that every time my back started to hurt, my blood pressure was going up. So, the only way they were able to keep my blood pressure down was on pain meds. Yep. So, even if I did have any kind of pain other than my back, I don't know about it. Yeah. (laughs) So, other than that, I had no discomfort at all.
0: I found that, for me, buyer's remorse happened more so when I was not able to we've got puppies that are trying to have playtime now <laughs> that's why I'm in my
2: garage if I was in my house my cat would be in my <laughs> oh very <there you> good <laughs> um
0: mine was more so like I would want wished I could eat more of something that was really delicious or like in that because I had like a month after surgery of basically liquid diet and just feeling like I'm so over this liquid diet and (laughs) thinking like, what did I do to myself? But it's been six months now since my surgery and I haven't had virus remorse in a while. Yeah. It's usually related to wishing I could eat something that I either shouldn't or like physically can't.
2: Yeah. The only thing I got kind of close to that was towards I was the first week I was on a strict liquid diet. Week two was a full liquid diet where I could add in like Greek yogurt and um, a blended vegetable soup that they Uh gave us recipes for. Once I got towards the end of that second week and going into third week of purees. It was more, I needed something with texture. Right. Anything with texture. And I figured I'm kind of getting into purees, still in the full liquid stage. I went to cottage cheese because cottage cheese has always been a favorite snack of mine since I was really little. Uh-huh. Just cottage cheese with like, an unhealthy amount of black pepper. Yeah. Was always a favorite. And I was like, if I could just have that, it's kind of in the middle of the two. And I can just like mash it in my mouth till it is kind of a liquid.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it at
2: least has a texture in my mouth. Yeah. And that helped so much. (laughs) I missed I missed chewing quite a bit. I've heard a lot of people say that. That I never had. I just needed something with texture in my mouth.
0: Yeah. What kind of support system do you have? Oddly, I have a great support system.
2: And at the same time, none at all. Uh uh-huh. Um, My entire family, other than now my sister, has no idea that I had surgery at all. Oh, really? No. I didn't tell my sister either. Until that my entire family thinks I went on a girl's trip for the weekend to a water park for the (laughs) 4th of July weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So that they all knew like, I'm not going to be here for the weekend. I'm away. Yeah. And then I could also have my sister coming to my house to watch my cat for me and it wouldn't seem weird. Right. And I made a comment about... I need something because I don't want to be so hot. I don't want to pack like sweaters and stuff. And because I live in Wisconsin and the water park we were going to was only about three hours away. Oh yeah. And she's like, you're still going to be in Wisconsin. <laughs> and I told her, well, the thing is though, like if you see anything on Facebook or on Snapchat that says otherwise, Shut up. I'm at the water park (laughs) (laughs) because I had every intention on telling her after. Yeah. But because I wanted so much to keep it hidden from my family that I figured I don't want to have her lying for me either. Yeah. Because as soon as they start questioning anything, they're going to go to her first and question her. Yeah. I don't want to make her lie for me. So once I left and I posted a picture in my hotel the night before that I stayed in a hotel in San Diego and I posted a picture looking out the balcony of some palm trees, looking over the bay and I put the Snapchat filter over it that showed I was in San Diego. Yeah. And she said, that's when she knew what was going on. Uh. Because she said she's known several people who kind of, Quietly, it's no big deal. I'm just going to San Diego for the weekend. She said, "Not a single one have have ever actually been going to San Diego." Yeah, she said, "Every single one of them is going to Tijuana for a sleep." <laughs> <laughs> so she knew. So I was able to tell her to get my car for me when I was coming back to pick me up from the airport. Yeah, because I at least have a bigger SUV. And part-time I'm an Uber driver. So my car has the Uber pass that I said, you can pull right up to the door of the baggage claim and you can just sit there (laughs) (laughs) while nobody else can. (laughs) I was like, as soon as I get off, I can walk outside and have you be there rather than wandering around and walking along somewhere to find the pickup area and you have to keep circling because you can't stop. Mm -hmm. I was like, bring my car because you can just sit (laughs) and not get in
0: trouble. So is there a reason why you haven't shared it with your family? My, my family is all very
2: extremely judgmental. And then my grandmother She's also extremely judgmental and very gossipy that she has her own very negative opinions about a lot of things, Mm -hmm. including me. I have never been the grandchild that she likes. (laughs) There's always been reasons why I should have lived my entire life differently. She has told me, even from a young age, that I was a mistake and yeah. I shouldn't have been born. And that has carried on through my entire life. Yeah. And to have her both have those those judgmental opinions and to be discussing those opinions about me having surgery to yeah. all of her friends and family behind my back, I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And I don't want to hear her opinions in my ear telling me, well, I should have done this. I should do this. I don't need the opinions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I figured. Are you allowed to eat that kind of questions?"
2: Yeah. Well, not only it's, are you allowed to eat that? It's, well, why didn't you just stop eating that to begin with? Right, why didn't you do this? And my grandmother has always been very obsessed with weight from mm-hmm. ev- for everyone, and she will comment on it. I have one cousin that she's always been extremely tall and extremely thin, but she's very athletic. Mm-hmm. She was always a swimmer, she's like she was on the tryouts for the Olympic swim team. Oh wow. So she's very lean and muscular. And just this past year, my grandma got so excited. Did you lose weight? She's like 120, maybe 130 pounds. And she's almost six feet tall. And she was still so excited at the thought that she may have
0: lost weight. Yeah, that's... (laughs) So I totally get why you haven't shared it with. You, with yeah, your
2: <laughs> it was like to put someone like that next to me who's almost five hundred. No. <laughs>
0: right. No.
2: So, have
0: you had any excellent non-scale victories yet?
2: I don't know that I've had excellent non-scale victories. I've had. I've started noticing changes recently i'd say the closest non-scale victory has been i've had to empty out about half my closet so far oh yes that's a
1: huge non-scale victory
2: yes (laughs) and it pretty much came perfect timing that i have a friend who is um a pageant queen in the county next to me that one of her, I guess, duties that she was doing to try to give back as this pageant queen was she started a clothing exchange.
0: Oh, good.
2: Anybody could just bring anything, all clothing in that's clean, unstained, undamaged, just drop it all off. Anything that's there that you could use, you can take it. And there's just, If you can't bring anything and you just need some clothes, come in and take it. If there's nothing you need and you just need to donate, drop it off. And I told her, I have about three boxes. (laughs) Yeah. I just need to unload my closet. And that felt so good to empty all of these clothes that I never want to wear again. Yeah. I've never even liked half of my clothes. It was just, they fit. I have to wear something to work. So
0: this is what I've got. Yeah. And to unload those felt amazing. That's awesome. And how do you reward yourself? That's a non-food reward. My
2: reward. And I started my kind of rewarding myself when I started going to therapy about six months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's kind of both a reward that I have to force myself to take. (laughs) That I've always been a big reader Mm -hmm. and I've always loved to read, but I've always been putting it off as this is something I like to do. So this is what I can't do right now. Yeah. I have priorities that I have to take care of first. I have to work. I have to do work this job. And Technically, I have about six jobs. So it was always I clock out of one, clock into the other. And the idea of I want to sit down and read for pleasure always felt like I'm being lazy. I should be getting up and going to work. Yeah,
1: I know that feeling. (laughs)
2: Like work myself to death. I can't do something for joy. When there's something I should be doing. Right. I feel like that all the time. So I've had to schedule myself that one hour every day, I can't do something else. I have to get in a minimum of one hour of reading every day. Have you joined the bariatric book club? I have not yet, but I've seen them on... um instagram a few times
0: yeah i joined it the month before my surgery and it has been so wonderful there's a like a book club meeting every month and there's several different ones so you can find one that works best for your schedule and discuss the book discuss your journey and the books are all like they go back and forth between like a self-help book and then the next one will be like a uh, a personal story kind of thing i've okay. really enjoyed it
2: i did just join the um the tribe membership with oh, sleep yeah. dietitians and they have a book club that i seen the first one is going to be meeting towards the end of the month and the one they're reading is just like a book of short poems so i quick ordered that from amazon so that i could start that right away
0: how how are you liking the tribe because i've been thinking about that myself i just joined it on monday oh
2: but from what i've seen so far and i figured just since i just joined i wanted to jump into one of their support groups right away uh-huh. so i jumped into one last night that it was supposed to be a pre-op support group but I think there was only maybe three or four that were actually pre op, and most were post op. Uh-huh. And there was one that was like, she was like three, three and a half years post op. Some were only several weeks post op, all the way to a few that were pre op. So I did like having the conversation with a group that is at so many different stages in their journey. Yeah, that I think that's almost more helpful that I know some of the struggles that I have gone through pre-op that means I wasn't alone so I'm Mm -hmm. in the right place yeah but then I still get an idea of what's coming too right that I'm not walking into anything blind
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: so so far I've really liked it
0: that's good to hear I've keep thinking about looking into it a little bit more and like the some of the groups that I've joined it took me so long to finally decide to actually join them and then once I did it was like why didn't I do this months ago yeah the tribe was probably similar in that yep (laughs) in that way for me but yeah I keep thinking about it and especially one
2: thing I've liked is watching different chats within the kind of Instagram posts from the tribe Uh seem so much more positive and helpful versus some of the Facebook groups I'm in are the same way. Some of them are extremely toxic. Yeah. And it's like, I'd rather leave the toxic ones behind and have less question is this a good one? Is it not? And to be so unsure, I'd rather know. Yeah. And I felt like that one, at least I have enough kind of a preview before joining. So I just joined Monday. I was planning on joining about two months ago, but then everything kept coming up and piling up, and it's like I still have to put it off. Yeah and plan and prep because it's still a financial investment that I had to make sure everything else is in order before I'm just jumping in.
0: Right. So what are you looking forward to the most in the next year? In the next year, my first goal I'm trying to get to
2: is this winter because I do live in Wisconsin. So we get very cold (sighs) And we do get a lot of snow that everybody knows and makes jokes about how I live in flip-flops at all times of the year, even in the snow. And I've always made comments about how in the winter, I just get the stacked flip-flops so that they're taller. I just hover above the snow. (laughs) And... There's some. Sometimes I would put socks on, and then I put flip flops on, so at least there's something to block the snow. And then when I get to where I'm going, I just put dry socks on so that I'm warm again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when realistically, it's because my feet are so big, and my calves always have always been so big that I can't wear boots.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: It's like there's sometimes I could wear like walmart tennis shoes but even then it was kind of sometimes i can sometimes they don't carry my size yeah sometimes they would have my size but the top of the foot isn't high enough and it's cutting off circulation in my ankle yeah so it's like i made excuses so my first goal is i want to be able to wear actual boots That come up my
0: calf. That's an excellent goal.
2: Yep. That one. And I've never been able to wear. An actual winter jacket. I always wear. Thick heavy t-shirts. Maybe a couple t-shirts. And a hoodie. And wrap a scarf around my face. And run to the car. Yeah. Just so I can blast the heat. So I don't freeze. But Mm -hmm. like. It would be 40 below and I'm running around outside in a hoodie. Yeah. I'd like to actually be able to wear a normal
0: winter jacket and some boots. That is a very attainable, reasonable goal. Yes. But at the same
2: time, it's, I want to be able to wear boots but at the same time, I want cute boots. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I've only ever been able to get, well, this fits, so this is what I have to go with.
0: Yes. Get so cute- I want
2: boots that are both functional, but I want to actually have cute boots. <laughs> yes. And, and then have- other than other than that, one that I'm very much looking forward to, not. Really bariatric-minded, but at the same time, very much so. One of my goals has been, I went to college multiple times that I shouldn't have, and I regret it, but I have all the student loans. So my goal has been to pay off all of my student loans down to zero by the first of the year. Oh, wow.
1: My God, that is a hard goal. It's very hard,
2: which is also why I work six jobs. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. And to go from all of them, and I have friends who are, we all have about the same balance. They're looking at, hopefully we can get some down in about five years. I'm trying to get it down by the first of the year. Yeah. So my big treat to myself because i'm on track that i should get there i may even hit it like a month or two early Mm -hmm. that my goal is to treat myself i am going on a caribbean cruise either in february or march when we're really sick of the winter Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm going on a cruise (laughs) that's awesome (sighs) That's but awesome. to be able to be planning a cruise somewhere where I'm going to be wearing some sort of swimsuit. I'm going to be on some kind of a beach. I'll be by a pool. My sister is talking about coming with me and she wants to go and we're looking at different excursions we can go on. Uh-huh. And we were talking that we want to both ride either like some kind of dune buggy or ATVs through the dominican and we want to swim with something yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't care if it's dolphins i don't care if it's sharks i don't care if it's just little goldfish (laughs) (laughs) we want to swim with something
0: we've done the dolphins before and it was so amazing
2: oh i could imagine
0: highly recommend dolphins yes they are i've gone
2: on a dolphin tour where they kind of swam in the boat swam behind our boat yeah that was amazing but if i could have the chance to just be up close and hug a dolphin yes (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing like it that's what i want to (laughs) do and the fact that by that point there would be nothing stopping me Yeah. where my entire life up to this point, there's been a laundry list of things stopping me. Yeah. So that's my big goal is going on a cruise and I'm going to swim at something.
0: Yep. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Nikki, we've really enjoyed chatting with you. You too. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. You too and good luck on your journey you're just you're just a baby sleeve i'm a baby (laughs) (laughs) with the whole life ahead of us Uh uh-huh you sure do and good luck to you okay
2: thank you you guys have a good night you You too. too
0: bye bye